Hi, you're listening to the WP Square One podcast. I am Micah. And I am Aaron, and I have, or we have, Nathan Ingram. He is the creator of Advanced Coaching. He works with WordPress developers individually and in groups to help them remove obstacles, preventing them from becoming more successful in their freelance business. He also is a host at iThemes Training, where he teaches WordPress and freelance business development topics via live webinar. Nathan has been a freelance web developer since 1995. You got me beat. Um, And is based uh, out of Birmingham, Alabama, where he organizes the Birmingham WordCamp meetup and uh, the WordCamp Birmingham. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Nathan, how are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, no problem. I had no idea you were from Birmingham. I know I see you at probably, I don't know, I've seen you in Florida. I've seen you at work camps. I don't, I think maybe Boston, uh, you know, lots of different places. I had no idea you were, you were uh, local-ish. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm a Birmingham native. Grew up here, uh, moved away for several years, but have been back since about 1999. So it is definitely home. And I do get to travel around though and no telling where we've seen each other at WordCamps, Micah, the same way. Um, but uh, I've been able to travel to about, it'll be 19 WordCamps by next month this year. So it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Have you spoken at most all? All some? but one. Yeah. I've spoken, okay. spoken at all but one. Actually, it'll be all but two because I, I will not speak at WordCamp US coming up next month. Yeah, it's hard to get in there. <laughs> it um. really is. <laughs> it's a small fraternity or sorority or so. group of people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe someday. I was I was looking at other kind of geographical work camps, you know, not a specific city. And there's a work camp Nordic, which is like sweet. I just saw that last night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was I was like, maybe I could do that one. Then I was looking at an airplane ticket, and that is not cheap. It is uh, not cheap. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, we're glad to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do at uh, iThemes and what you do when it comes to the coaching. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'd say still about 40% of my time is spent doing client work. Uh, I build websites for clients, small businesses, nonprofits, and professional firms, mostly uh, a little bit of e-commerce, but uh, the rest of my time is spent doing coaching and training for other web developers, which is really my heart and passion. I love it. Uh, at iThemes Training, we do two or three live webinars a week on all kinds of things related to WordPress, technical talks, you know, plugins, PHP, all of those things. Uh, all the way down to business development and content talks, SEO, just about anything that you would see uh, that has some sort of relation to WordPress. We do those sorts of trainings when I think training. And uh, about, uh, it's been almost four years now, I started coaching uh, other freelancers. And, you know, one of my big focuses uh, as a business owner is to put systems and practices in place so that uh, my business is a lot more streamlined and efficient. And I've learned that that's really a struggle. It was a struggle for me and it's a struggle for others. So what I try to do is help people deal with those obstacles that get in the way of growing their business. And, uh, you know, what I've discovered just <clears throat> both in my time on iThemes training and in traveling around the country and lots and lots of coaching conversations is that a lot of freelancers or solopreneurs or whatever term you want to use to identify yourself, even agency owners for that matter, are one more bad client or one more bad month away from throwing in a towel. And most of those problems are fixable. And so what I like to do is figure out how to fix those things and help folks 
uh, work along that path to become more successful. That makes sense. Uh, so how long um, have you been involved doing, I guess, um, what does it say? You says uh, you said 95. So you got me, you got me beat by a year. <laughs> I think I built my first website in, in 96. But did you, did you start off in 96 as kind of your own uh, solo project uh, or business owner? Well, so I, yeah, I've always had some sort of business uh, ever since I was an adult, really. Um, started out doing a lot of IT and graphic design, video editing, really anything that I could do that had a skill to do computer related that I could charge people money for. But uh, when the web happened, I was doing a lot of IT work and it was just sort of a curiosity. And I was living at that time in a small town in Louisiana and uh, it happened to be the, the parish seat. You know, they have parishes in Louisiana, not counties. Uh, and we were uh, talking to the economic development office and we ended up building a uh, website for that parish economic development office. That was the first paying gig many years ago. Uh, it was a pretty decent experience, all things considered, considering I really didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and at that time, I did have a couple of partners. We worked together and uh, had a little business. But uh, I, I started working solo. I would say I officially incorporated my business back in 2002. Uh, and I was working solo a few years before that. Cool. So tell us about how you got into the WordPress community. Oh, WordPress. So for a lot of years, I was uh, my, my whole process was built around the Macromedia suite of products. So it was Firework to do some design and Dreamweaver. But I mean, I've used everything. I, I have this really uh, period of my web development professional life I'm ashamed of when it was all Microsoft front page. We don't like to talk about that very much. But, you know, I, I've I'll go back and about, edit that. I'll remove yeah, that out of the uh, recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, so, you know, that was a phase, you know, kind of got through that pretty quick. But uh, WordPress, I perceived as a threat when I first heard about it, because back in those days, and I'm talking about mid 2000s, like 05, 06, 07, right around that time frame. My whole business was really built around uh, large retainers and just a few clients because, you know, you'd build a website and then if anybody wanted to add text or change an image or do anything back in those days, you usually had to call your web professional and they had to log in with the special software and make all the changes, right? So, you know, you could charge a lot of money for that because nobody had the understanding or the software to make the changes, and so when the CMS revolution started happening, gosh, that was a threat to everything that, you know, I had built my business around. So I looked at that, you know, for a lot of years, WordPress is going to drive me out of business. I hate WordPress. I actually said that to a friend of mine. I hate WordPress. It's going to ruin my business. And we all say that occasionally, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I, I thought, you know, but eventually I discovered, okay, this is the wave. This is what's going to happen. I was probably a little late making that realization. But uh, about 2008 is when I started dabbling with WordPress. It was three point something back then, you know, just learn WordPress. And, and the more I got involved in it, the by 2010, I was, you know, neck deep in WordPress and uh, just have fallen in love with the community ever since. Yeah, I remember the first time that I was working on a website and I was so excited because, uh, you know, the client was going to be able to maintain it and take care of it and enter all their content for themselves. And they didn't do that. 
<laughs> so a few things have changed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's nice. And now that we, now we have page builders. I think the last time uh, I had pointed out to someone that they could use a page builder, they then turned around and said they wanted a designer because they're not cut out for creating web pages. So, uh, yeah, there's always always those people that want it done for them. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah, I had a uh, client uh, up until recently. Um, she she went somewhere else, which, which is fine. I'm definitely a, a fan of letting someone go. You know, work, build the site and then take it wherever wherever you want. But for I don't know, it was about like eight years. She would send me a word document that had a photo of the artist in there and she would send me the word document and I would take it and put it in WordPress. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like I, I, a couple of times I said, her like, you can log in here and, and do this. Um, you know, but yeah, I guess she was busy. Um, which is, which is fine. But I, I would say a lot of people saw those, uh, CMSs like WordPress as a, as a threat. Um, so tell us about how you made it where it's not a threat and how, how it became, I'll say friendly. Yeah. Well, okay. So that takes a little bit of a story, if that's okay. Sweet. We've got uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, uh, late 2007 and, uh, one of my largest clients, which if ironically, if you know me, it, it was a, a, the largest hair salon in Birmingham, which, you know, I'm like bald. So, you know, it's a very ironic client. I'm not the guy that goes into one of these fashion <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> I, I actually went into that client to do some work. And, um, if you, if you remember the economy and what the economy was like in 2007, we were in a recession and things were not going well. And I went in that day thinking I was going to do some work on uh, one of their computers. I was doing some IT for them at that point, uh, as well as their website. And uh, as I was walking out, the manager called me in and said, we're going to have to let you go. Uh, and this client represented about a quarter of my monthly income and also was providing the health insurance for my family. And so I walked out of there that day having lost 25% of my net income and health insurance for my family within 30 days. So it was a bad day. And I remember walking, you know, in that place, it was in a kind of a large mall area. And so you had to park kind of at the end if you had any sort of working relationship with a business. So it was a long walk down this long parking lot to my car. And I remember thinking to myself as I was walking down that aisle, I will never let this happen again. I will never let this happen again. I will never be so beholden to a single client that their decision can have this kind of impact on my family's you know, financial well-being. And so it was right at that time I was looking really hard at WordPress. And so I pivoted, you know, it, it was a, it was hard because I don't like change. <laughs> uh, but in this pivot was tough, but I changed my model from just a, you know, not as many clients with large retainers into realizing, you know, WordPress is, is really great. It can do a lot of things even way back then. It can do so much more now. But it can do a lot of things, but it still has to be kept healthy. It's got to be backed up. There's some, you know, even back in those days, there's some security, you know, you had to deal with WordPress updates and those sorts of things. And so what I realized was I could do that for people whose site that I built, charge them, you know, much less money each month. But then I wasn't getting hammered by all these stupid requests to change text and images. That's the sort of work that drove me crazy. Uh, and it was a lot of the time I was spending was doing that sort of work. So I could 
end up doing really less work, get more clients and have a much healthier business because if a client decided to drop, it would just be a much smaller percentage of the total business. So that's what I started building. And over time, uh, that's become a, a, a pretty successful business, at least for me. It, you know, it's uh, definitely not one of the large WordPress agencies in the country, but for me, it does very well. So it sounds like, um, you know, you're, you're talking about how you pivoted into WordPress and it seems like you've kind of pivoted a few times maybe uh, in doing some of this iThemes training and some of this, uh, you know, coaching and that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm always curious, um, you know, a, a lot of times your hand is forced, right? Like your story, you know, you, you kind of had to do something to fill the gap. But in your experience in talking with other developers and that kind of thing, um, how, how often do you see kind of these pivots that are foundational to success? Man, that's a, that's a good question. How often do you see these pivots happening? You know, it, it really, I guess it depends on the individual person and what you're, what you're trying to, what, you know, what that person's goals are. Uh, if a pivot happens, it's usually because, um, something has happened that changes the priorities of, of you as a business owner, right? Um, it could be that your existing model isn't working, which obviously needs some sort of adjustment. But uh, if your model is working in, you know, in some ways at least, and you need to pivot, it's usually because something has happened. You know, you, you have to change the way you spend your time. You know, I, I work with uh, lots of different folks in coaching scenarios. Some are, um, they really, they don't want to grow a huge business. They simply want to work part-time and spend a little bit of time each week but they want to stay home and take care of their family. Or um, I worked with one coaching client a little while back who, uh, you know, her whole focus was got to build the recurring revenue because my, you know, my partner and I want to have a baby. So you know, she was able to take six months off from her business and do that. Um, but, you know, it was for her, it was all about changing a little bit, of, a little bit in the business model so that it brought in more recurring revenue so that she could then address what had become the priority in her life. If that makes, I, I, hopefully that answers the question. I'm not sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes, makes sense to me. I've had um, kind of, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was forced to go out on my own, but uh, I, I too also, uh, I did IT stuff and in 2008, that's when I quit. And I basically just kind of said, I was tired of, I can't print questions. Um, you know, like, <laughs> can you, can you make it where I can print? Like the network was really stable. All the computers were, you know, stable and everything. And I, and I just, I had had this moment where I'm like, I, I had enough. Um, and I went out and I didn't really have a plan. Um, and honestly, if I had known that coaching was a thing, it probably would have been something I, I should have done. I've, I've made mistakes as every every business owner you know has. Um, but concerning coaching and everything, how how do you get clients? How do you help people realize that they could use a coach, or do people just come to you, Google and and find you? How does how does that work? Uh, that's a great question. So, and you, by the way, you're absolutely right. It's if you've never experienced coaching, it's hard for a lot of people to get their heads around it um, because 
and what I do is not pure coaching. Um, people who, who are pure business coaches, they're really just asking questions, trying to extract from you the answers to your own problems and then hold you accountable to the goals that you set. And by the way, that's that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. I come in as sort of a coach slash consultant, having been in the web business for you know a long time uh, and helping people see the systems that I've built and maybe helping them install those exact systems or a modification of those that works for them. Um, I, people usually find me after I'm speaking at WordCamps or maybe they hear me on iThemes training, doing some business development topics, or, you know, we, we, very few people I think have ever found me just on the web because I think with any coach, you have to have some sort of connection with that person and realize, okay, this is a, a person who can really help me get some answers to get to the next step. Uh, so for me, at least, it starts out more organically than just somebody finding me on Google. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I speak at WordCamps, and I'm assuming for, for you too. I mean, one, it's it's one way to give back to the community, and then also it's a way for people to find you. Right, you know, and that's, I, I'm very um I'm very grateful that iThemes helps me to do the travel to those WordCamps. And, you know, I'm there representing iThemes. And, you know, what we try to be is the most helpful humans in WordPress. And, you know, that's why we have iThemes training. And so many, so many resources are devoted to giving back to the WordPress community through that venue. Uh, virtually all the webinars that we do on iThemes training are free. We do one paid webinar per month that's usually more in-depth. But there's so much great training that happens there on iThemes training. And anybody can log in at any time to do it. Uh, and so iThemes, you know, helps me travel as well. And, you know, I'm able to get in front of rooms full of, uh, WordPress freelancers and business owners and just say, look, you know, here, here's an issue that I think we all face and maybe here's some solutions to it. Let's see how we can work that out. Cool. Can I ask you a question? I can go back and edit this if need be. But if, if, uh, how, do, how does iThemes training, how's it profitable uh, if, it, if the, most of the training is free? Yeah, great question. So uh, for years, uh, iThemes training was a paid membership. Uh, matter of fact, I, I learned WordPress through iThemes training. Back then it was called webdesign.com, but uh, that's where I learned WordPress. And, you know, for, like I say, for many years, it was a membership product. And we changed that model a couple of years ago and opened everything up. So it's it's free training and uh, the the paid um the, the paid webinars, like I say, usually once a month for a day or, you know, those webinars tend to be uh, either a full afternoon, three hours or so, or two or three days long, depending on the topic. Uh, those, you know, those webinars generate some decent revenue uh, just from the, the paid tickets, but they also drive sales to the iThemes toolkit, which is a really, really good product that iThemes offers. It's basically everything iThemes does in one package, one price, and it includes all of the paid training material uh, on iThemes training as well. Okay, that that makes sense. That answers my question. So it's it's like one of those things where, you know, if if Linux or WordPress is free, you know, how can anybody ever make any money off of it? Um, so that kind of makes makes sense. So make make money off of the the training aspect. Yeah, and you know, honestly, like I say, iThemes is, you know, the goal at iThemes is trying to be the the most helpful humans in WordPress. And 
one of the ways we do that is through this free training. So it's really part of our brand promise to the WordPress community is just being as helpful as we can. And, you know, I love it because I'm a generally helpful person. And so I enjoy that role. No, that's, that's cool. So you guys, um, you're at a lot of work camps. Are you guys sponsors? Because uh, if I remember correctly, I see you at tables. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all a blur, but. In the past, I think we've had tables. Uh, I've okay. never been at a table. Um, ah, I know okay. I think sponsored WordCamp Birmingham this year. I think they sponsored a couple of others. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure which WordCamps we did sponsor this year. Okay, then. I guess by memory, I don't know. Like, like I said, it's all a blur. <laughs> when, when you when you go to a, to a lot of them, uh, that is absolutely shaking true. a lot of hands. Um, you know, it's it's good, and I'll see I'll see people in different cities, and I'm I'm like I don't know where I met you at, but hi, I remember you. So. <laughs> right. Okay, I was gonna say. So tell us um, tell us about your projects and how how all that works. Uh, as far as just uh, what what you specialize in. So, um, you know, like you could, it made, made me laugh a little bit because you said macromedia. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I lived in, uh, I lived in Birmingham for about a year and I was there as a uh, macromedia flash uh, designer. That was oh, wow. like my, my, my full-time job, um, you know, so, but I, I know that when you say, uh, 40% of your time is doing websites that can mean um, anything. So g- give us a little more detail. I know you're a developer. Is that your primary role? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I use developer with quotes around it. I, I, I am not going to be the guy that writes PHP from scratch. I blow things up. Like Micah is that guy. He's awesome. But it's all, you know, I'm going to leave a semicolon off and I'm going to get a white screen. That's, that's me. Uh, I am much more a, of a designer, but you know the, the term that I use for a person like me is an assembler. You know, I can do decent design, but then I know how to select the right themes and plugins to build something and assemble it so that it works and accomplishes the the goal the client is after. Right. So what I I do I think pretty well is work with clients, figure out what the message is that they need to get across, and help them communicate that message well to their audience. And, you know, so we build, you know, we'll build a website from scratch to do that. And uh, so we use, you know, there's a, a, a set of themes and plugins that we use. We, we, you know, we love Beaver Builder and, uh, you know, we build sites for nonprofits, small business and professional firms, um, you know, using that theme and plugin stack. And makes sense. We're a big Beaver Builder shop. Um, how has that interacted or how has that affected your your business using a page builder like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So page builders are amazing. Well, the right page builders are amazing. And, you know, there's some good choices out there. I settled on Beaver Builder a couple of years ago and haven't looked back. As a matter of fact, I was just uh, I was having dinner with the Beaver Builder guys a few months ago in Sacramento. And, you know, it, I, I told Justin that, uh, you know, I've gone from you know, it used to be like a five day sprint to build a website down to like a day and a half because of Beaver Builder. It just so dramatically reduces the time that it takes to build a website. And, you know, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. With our agency, we, we've, I mean, it's, it's changed our perspective on building sites. So if we need custom programming, we need to add something to Beaver Builder. We write, 
you know, we write that. Um, but it has definitely changed our time, I guess, time it takes to, to build, which is nice. Um, jumping into the 5.0 realm here, um, <laughs> uh, how does, uh, how does, What's your opinion on Beaver Builder and, or just, I guess, Gutenberg and how that's going to affect your business? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, one of the camps I spoke at this year, uh, it was Jacksonville, Florida earlier this year. I, I had the privilege to do the keynote there. And my talk was all about uh, Gutenberg, WordPress, and the challenge of change, right? So I, I'm a, in, in the big picture, I am a fan of Gutenberg. I think the, the additional code base and everything it's bringing into the WordPress ecosystem is going to spark like a Cambrian explosion of development. Getting from here to there, though, is going to be tricky, uh, particularly when you're working with clients. Um, you know, when you look at especially, you know, shops like mine and yours that have kind of leaned into a page builder and we love that, I, I don't see at this point there being an issue with Gutenberg because, Gutenberg is not yet a page builder. It's a content area designer. Uh, now, you know, there's supposedly additional phases of Gutenberg. We'll see how that happens. But third-party page builders like Beaver Builder, like Elementor, like Divi, and some of the others are always going to be able to innovate faster than core WordPress. So I don't see the page builder market ever going away. I could also live to eat those words. We'll see. But you know, when you're looking, I mean, that's the, the, the point of a plugin is to make core WordPress better, right? So a good plugin developer, like the ones I just mentioned, are always going to innovate above and beyond WordPress core. So I think there's always going to be a place for those products. Um, you know, how to deal with the transition, that's really the trick. And in that talk in Jacksonville, which I think is on WordPress.tv now, uh, I had some fun with it because... Uh, what I discovered was that the way that the world reacted to the the actual Gutenberg's invention of the movable type printing press was exactly the same way that the WordPress community has reacted to Gutenberg and WordPress, which is lots of fear, lots of suspicion. Um, you know, it's going to ruin the, my business. It's going to ruin my <laughs> business. Exactly. You know, that's. <laughs> It's 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 funny how that works. Matter of fact, the Gutenberg's business partner was actually tried in Paris for witchcraft because nobody believed that the pages of the Bible at that point could be replicated with such perfection on such a mass basis. Had to be witchcraft, right? I so like that. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, rooms of our monks were going on strike in Paris because they were being put out of a job because of the press. Well, um, Gutenberg himself, he went, uh, he went bankrupt, like doing this caused him to go bankrupt, which is kind of funny. And I'm hoping in the WordPress community that doesn't cause the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and again, I think it's all about managing the change uh, with clients. So uh, I'm just about to send an email out. I uh, probably won't be today, probably tomorrow uh, to my clients just saying, hey, look, there's a big change happening in WordPress next week. Uh, don't update your site. Uh, you know, my, my strategy at this point has been to install the classic editor plugin on all the sites that I manage, uh, 120 plus sites that we take care of as uh, under our little umbrella here. And uh, so classic editor is there and we, but we're probably not going to upgrade to WordPress five for at least a few weeks, maybe longer, just to make sure what's going to happen if any issues occur. Uh, and it may go longer than that. So we're going to kind of push that down the road a bit and let some other people upgrade first and see what happens. Um, 
but then, you know, you have the issue of training, you know, training clients, how Gutenberg works. And, you know, that's something I'm still working out internally, how we're going to accomplish. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I sent an email out um, to my team saying, hey, let's not uh, get, we, we maintain sites also. And I said, let's not push the button yet. Um, I said, let's wait because my guess is we need to update plugins, get those where those are, um, I guess, they've adapted, I guess, to 5.0. And then whenever like 5.0.1 comes out, then then I'm a little more comfortable flipping that switch. Um, I could I could be wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's a gamble right now. But I, I also don't think that Core is going to break millions of sites. Um, I, I just don't foresee that happening. Well, I think, you know, if anything like that happens, it will be because... It will be, unfortunately, to the very novice users of WordPress who've just installed some plugin off of the WordPress plugin directory that, you know, maybe by a developer who perhaps isn't as skilled as other developers or doesn't know, or it's a long abandoned plugin or whatever, and the code that Gutenberg is going to bring in is going to break something. Uh, If you're using good plugins and a good theme, you're probably going to be fine, but you know, with, with WordPress, you just never know what themes and plugins people have chosen to install. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed almost every time before we bring a company in as a, like a lot of times we'll inherit sites, but we'll do an audit before. And it's amazing. Some of the plugins that are, that are out there, the ones that scare me the most. And um, sorry, if someone is listening that has these plugins, <laughs> um, you know, the ones that allow you uh, to put PHP directly in, um, to something, yes. um, it just scares the crap out of me. But yeah, I, not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going to call out any any names here. But uh, yeah, we'll, it, we'll leave a list on the on the post when we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not use X, Y, and Z. No, just just kidding. Um, so no, my my very first WordCamp, uh, Otto was there, and Otto, uh, for anybody listening who doesn't know, is one of the the managers of the WordPress plugin directory. Brilliant developer, and he has a, the PHP Code Widget plugin mm-hmm. was developed by Otto, and uh, and I didn't know any better at that point. This was many years ago, and I say, oh hey Otto, how are you? Know, use your plugin. He goes, don't do that. Don't don't use that plugin. <laughs> this was like 2012. He's like, don't use that plugin. <laughs> I'm not even sure why I still have it in the repo. <laughs> That's awesome. So it makes makes sense. Yeah, he was at the uh, just out of curiosity, which WordCamp was that? Oh, that was WordCamp Birmingham. Yeah, WordCamp Birmingham okay. 2012, I believe, was my first WordCamp. Okay, mine was. I think it was 2012 Nashville. He was he was at that one. Uh, he and uh, Micah, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it Andrew and Otto where they did the? Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. They they did some kind of famous uh, thing where they just talk about WordPress. Uh, they went through all the features of the latest WordPress release or something. I guess, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, it was it was interesting to watch the the interaction. You know, now when you submit a talk to WordCamp, you you know there has to be like slides and stuff like that. It was a little more. Uh, <laughs> Off the off the cuff type thing. So tell us a little bit about your the courses that you have within within your sites. Sure. Yeah. So uh, what I discovered after having lots of coaching conversations with people and just encounters at WordCamps or whatever, 
most people are asking the same few questions when it comes to how to be more profitable in their business, you know, grow their business deal. You know, all the problems that freelancers have tend to be similar. Uh, there are very few unique problems uh, among people who are working with clients doing stuff with WordPress. Uh, so what I did was put a lot of those issues into three different courses, uh, which are all available on my website at NathanIngram.com. But uh, there's a course on process that talks about how to systematize your business. And you know it's got a contract template that's the very one that I use in my business, proposal template, and just some structure on how to run your first client con- uh, consultation and you know how to deal with clients who have, you know, that are problem clients and how to put systems into your business. Um, there's another course on profits. You know, how do you structure your finances as a freelancer? What are some of the things to do to build recurring revenue? Uh, how do you deal with the ups and downs of, you know, good months and bad months? Uh, all that's in the profits course. And there's a productivity course that talks about, you know, how to maximize your time, how to be more productive uh, when you're dealing with spinning lots of plates as a freelancer and having to, you know, shuffle projects and so forth. And all that's in a productivity course uh, there as well. So I am a big systems and productivity person. Uh, so out of all the most helpful things that you've learned about productivity and use personally, uh, can you share one awesome tip? So I think the single most important thing that people need to do, and this is outside of systems necessarily, this is a single behavior is close the email. Uh, what I find that a lot of freelancers do is they run their whole day out of their inbox. And so they're constantly at the beck and call of whatever email pops in next. And if you're easily distracted, which tends to be part of the personality type of lots of folks doing freelance solopreneur type work, uh, it's easy to get sucked down an hour long rabbit hole on something that really doesn't move the ball forward in your business. Uh, so it's okay to close your email. Uh, and only, you know, open it in the morning and maybe once in the afternoon and do responses then. But simply closing your email is probably the single most important productivity habit I could tell you. And I'd have to agree with that. I, first, um, I, I heard somebody tell tell me that. And I was like, yeah, but I don't check my email that much. Uh, <laughs> but the reality is, you know, after that thought crossed my head a few days later, I'm realizing oh, I'm in my email a good bit. So I ended up... Uh, you know, closing that down. And uh, absolutely, yeah. you know, the inbox tends to rule the day for most people, it, it sets the agenda, it, you know, and so by simply closing your inbox, it lets you set the agenda. Yeah, yeah I don't, I feel like a lot of people aren't necessarily expecting a response in 10 seconds, you know, um, things can wait two to three hours. Um, it sometimes, uh, like if it's, four o'clock and I get an email, I'm not going to respond until tomorrow anyway. Um, So I kind of, I try to shut down my inbox. I know my business partner, he, in his, uh, I guess, signature, you know, it says, I, I can't quote it. I could pull up an email and read it, but it's something like, Hey, I, I deal with email differently. I check in the morning and in the afternoon and that's it. Um, You know, something to that effect because yeah, it, it does, uh, kind of rules your, your day or rules and ruins uh, your day at the same time. 
So. Absolutely. You know, it's actually uh, the app that I use for email lets you snooze the sending of an email. And it very rarely will I actually send a response to a client right away. Uh, even if I'm working, you know, I'm, the inbox is open, I'm doing that kind of work right then when the email pops in, I will usually snooze the sending of that email for, you know, three or four hours or to the next, you know, the next day, simply because if you respond immediately to a client, you're training the client mm -hmm. that they can and should receive an immediate response from you. And if you don't, something's wrong. So you're setting expectations to an unrealistic level. So, you know, I, I very rarely will respond immediately, or at least from the sender's perspective. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So I got an email yesterday afternoon, which was a, a Sunday, and um, I rarely will will respond. Uh, but but I did not jump, uh, you know, on a on a weekend um, just because it's yeah, it's this setting expectations thing. So um, it wasn't the most critical thing in the world, you know. So I I I waited, um, <laughs> nonetheless, but. <laughs> So Nathan, I have a question for you. If you were to go back to square one uh, and had to start over, what is one thing you would do differently? And this could be, uh, you know, something like early '90s or something business related or something just specifically within the WordPress community. Yeah. So I guess if I were to do something differently, starting out with WordPress, it would be not to resist so long. You know, I, for probably a year to 18 months, I resisted WordPress, kind of like I talked about earlier. And embracing WordPress and the primarily even the WordPress community has been one of the best things I've ever done professionally and personally. Uh, it is just a, uh, the, the WordPress community, I have, I've had the privilege this year of traveling across the United States and into Canada, speaking at WordCamps, getting to know people uh, in the WordPress community. And Guys, it is, it is just phenomenal, the, the quality people that are part of the WordPress ecosystem. Uh, from plugin developers and, you know, theme shop owners to freelancers to, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. I've just met such great people who are part of the community. And, you know, some of my best friends today are in the WordPress community. And, and I, I put that off for so long. I saw it as a threat for so long. And that was so foolish in hindsight. I should have embraced it earlier. And I would definitely have changed that if I knew then what I know now. So we can distill that down to don't resist change, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> don't resist good change. Yeah. The, the question is, <laughs> is the change good or not? <laughs> well, what, I, what I heard was that I'm awesome. Uh, because I'm part of that community. So Absolutely. I know you from that. So I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, how can we uh, get in touch with you? What's the best way? Yeah. So uh, you can find me on my website, uh, NathanIngram.com. I'm on Twitter at Nathan Ingram. Those are the two best ways to get me. Awesome. Well, I'm sure Micah and I will both see you at WordCamp. Well, I would assume you're going to WordCamp US, right? I will you be said. at WordCamp US. Looking forward to we'll it. All right. Great. See you there. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks a lot.